Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Higdon Outdoors, we help you get the most of every minute you spend hunting. There's no substitute for experience and a commitment to excellence. We're using our 20 years of uncompromising product development and unparalleled in-the-field performance to make your duck, goose, and turkey hunting experience even better. We welcome Power Calls to the Higdon Outdoors family. Unleash the power. Visit power-calls.com. That's power-calls.com. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Drawn to Wildlife. Here's your host, Drew Ramage. All right, welcome to another show of Drawn to Wildlife. This week, we are going to be talking to Dr. Grant Woods of Growing Deer TV. Uh, back in March, I talked to Dr. Woods or Grant uh, during turkey season about uh, turkey hunting related topics. And during that conversation, we talked to him about uh, the 20, 21 acres that I own here and how we can make it uh, most attractive to deer, probably specifically during the rut and the post rut. Uh, and he said, hey, reach back out to me here in a few weeks, few months, and see if we can get on the phone and let's just dissect your property and see what we can do to make it better. Uh, this is just a small track of land, and I, I know there's other landowners out there that this may be applicable to, or maybe you have a larger track of land and you can, you know, break it down into smaller tracks and make it most attractive to hold more deer. But we're going to have him on here to have him analyze it, the properties around us, and what we can do to make the property that much better for deer, specifically during the rut and the post-rut. Hey, check out our trail camera show from last week at www.drawntowildlife.com. Great show. Trail cameras are going out um, right now, trying to see how all these bucks, what they're turning into, and it's just a great time to get them out. Some great tips were shared in that show. All right, I think that's going to do it for the intro. Let me see if I can reach Dr. Grant Woods, and let's have a conversation. All right, I got Dr. Grant Woods on the phone. Grant, how are you doing this evening? I'm great, man. How have you been? I've been great. You've been slowing down. You've been pretty hectic here the last few weeks. You know, we've been hectic. We've been blessed. Our work is good. I gosh, I you know, I, I tell you, it's a little different. You know, I'm I'm adding a lot of nitrogen behind the tree somewhere along the interstate. Need <laughs> a lot of tuna fish in the pickup, but we're <laughs> still rolling. We're doing good. That's great. Yeah, we've been trying to connect there for a little while, and you've been uh, visiting some landowners, and then trying. It was wet earlier this year, and you had to take an opportunity during that window to get the seed in the ground. Uh, so you've been busy uh, on all fronts. We have, we went nonstop. We had a great Turkey season. And once that slowed down, we just started rolling. We typically, I'm selfish. I, you know, I turkey hunt, I hunt, hunt deer, I hunt really hard during the pre-rut and rut. I hunt the whole time, but rest of the year, we, about 30 weeks out of years, one of us on the team is assisting a landowner somewhere. That's great. I will have to just comment on that real quick. You had some of the most pretty, I don't know if that's the right English, but prettiest, uh, turkey footage i've ever seen uh this year on your two hunts on your farm i just thought those were were outstanding from a videographer standpoint i just thought you had absolutely great footage this year well that's all the guys i you know they don't even let me carry the camera i carry a tripod <laughs> or batteries or something they don't let me carry the camera but uh that's all the guys yeah we did we just had a fun hunt you know we've worked hard on our property we have great habitat we work at 
removing predators. So mm-hmm. turkey populations are down in a lot of areas, but we're having a good hatch this year, even though we were flooding during that time, a lot of rain. We, we're seeing a lot of poults. Very good. I've got a pic. I don't know if I posted that picture this week or not. I had uh, my first trail camera picture of poults this past week. So mm-hmm. I was, I was mm-hmm. happy to see that because my numbers mm-hmm. have been down on a couple of my farms. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, but uh, hey, I, I wanted to reach out to you and just uh, maybe we can improve this property for for poults as well. Uh, I don't ever really see very many turkeys on it, but I uh, wanted to reach out to you. And I've got a small track of land. I know some of our listeners have small tracks of land. We'll specifically mm-hmm. talk about the 21 acres that I've got, but uh, you know how we can improve it to, to hold more deer. And I will specifically state that I don't see bucks on the property until the pre-rut, rut, and then the post-rut. Uh, yeah, as you've probably seen from my map, and I'll w- kind of walk you through it if that's okay, and maybe mm-hmm. paint a picture for the listeners out there. I do, I'm just south of Paducah a little ways, about 10, 15 miles, and uh, there are houses around my 20 acres, but I do have a high deer, deer density in my 20 acres too. In this area, there's a lot of deer, especially does, um, a lot of cropland, but as you come into my, my property, Grant, it's uh, it's a driveway and kind of goes back into the property. And if you follow the driveway down, uh, you've got a little woods right there that you cross as soon as you come into the drive. And that's mm-hmm. a little ditch going down through there on the right. And on the left, there's there's an old train car, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, there you turn into my driveway that kind of cuts back to the right um, where my house is. So I'm on the fir- front right third, fourth of the, ha- of the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an easement through that property that somebody drives every day to get to their house. Uh, mm-hmm. You just follow that up toward the northeast, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get pop- past my house and you stay on the right side of the driveway, it's majority woods. Uh, can you see the power line that kind of runs through it as well? Let me zoom in here a little bit. Tell me where yeah, to look. If what, you go down the main drive and you go just mm-hmm. uh, past my driveway, there's a power line that kind of cuts uh, back toward the east on it. Yes, and yeah, I see that. There's there's a ditch right there. It's, it's when you come off the driveway, but once you get up in there, that there's a ridge, and that power line kind of follows that ridge uh, down through the rest of that property. On mm-hmm. the right side of that power line um, is a kind of like a hardwoods. It's it's really open in there. Um, there's several good oak trees. Uh, if you go to the straight of it, there's a little. Well, I've turned that power line into a food plot. I put a little bit of clover in there. I've Mm, gone mm -hmm. to the very back of it. There's like a little opening back there and I just can't get anything to grow. And I don't know if it's, I can't get anything to grow or if the wildlife just uh, decimated and uh, and don't Mm -hmm. let it grow. But uh, Mm -hmm. in the back part back there, it's a little bit thicker and that's where the deer tend to use the most. Um, There's a crop field just to the South uh, that's Mm -hmm. in beans this year. And a lot of times those deer are in the beans in the morning and then they come up in, into that little area and bed during the day. Mm-hmm. On the left-hand side of that power line is a ditch and it's a, it's thicker right through there. And then it also has some big pine in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes back uh, all the way up to where the drive is or where the woods ends back toward the driveway. I put a little clover plot in there uh, and then the drive just kind of goes to the neighbor back there in the very back. And uh, so there's, that's kind of the layout of the property, if I explained it well enough mm-hmm. for you. Um, mm-hmm. And you just mm-hmm. kind of let let me know your thoughts or let me know what yeah. other information you need there. 
Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, you know, we may get a little bit more specific sure. as I go through, but what I do is I, I zoom out. I've, I've drawn a, a, a five-mile square with your property right in the center. Mm-hmm. And so I'm two and a half miles, you know, from one side to the other from the center of your property. Mm-hmm. And that's not all deer are traveling that far. But when I look at your property, it's really fragmented. More to the south and east, it's pretty intensive ag, little mm-hmm. small woodlots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. That African dust is messing with me. And then to the west and, and just south and southwest a little bit, over by Camp Creek, guys, there's a yeah. big block of woods for that neighborhood. Going north of that, pretty fragmented, more houses in there, some mm-hmm. little ag fields, more houses. Mm-hmm. And then we go the same to the northeast yeah. until you go out about a mile, and there's a big block of woods yep. that keeps going for quite a ways. Mm-hmm. So that's our lay of land, and you're kind of right in the center of that. Yes. If you were just in the center, I'd say, you know, sell and move. But what <laughs> makes this work? is if you were just start there in the southwest corner, uh-huh. that big block of woods or some topography in there, uh-huh. and you follow that up, keep following it, and there's always contiguous woods or bottlenecks that go right to your property. Yep. And 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 so the deer in that, it's easy for them to make that mile jaunt <laughs> right to your property. I, I will share a quick story. Mm-hmm. There was a buck that I was watching in this area last year. And I had him on my camera, uh, starting about the rut, pre-rut. Mm-hmm. And I also hunt another farm a mile and five point five six miles away, 1.56. I used the Onyx that I know you use in the line mm-hmm. distance. And I did mm-hmm. from that camera to that camera. And I would have him on my camera at my farm one evening. The next evening, I would have him on the farm a mile and a half away. Next day, yep. he'd be back on my farm during the rut. He was just yep. wearing that Camp Creek out, following it. Yeah, those are going to be travel corridors, mm-hmm. and in this highly fragmented habitat like this, deer tend to move pretty pretty far, mm-hmm. and, and especially crop rotations, you know, what's going on, crop harvest, all these things. They can really move pretty far. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the other great big block of woods, which is the northeast, which mm-hmm. runs, you know, a long ways, and it's a skinnier connection but if you look, I mean, you just come all the way down and basically Arnold Branch come through there. Mm-hmm. And that comes to a pretty skinny bottleneck and then hits a little bit bigger block of woods and comes right into your property. Mm-hmm. So you are the narrow point of an hourglass. Yes. And, and you mentioned to me that you don't see a lot of bucks. And I suspect in this real open, fragmented, pretty easy to hunt. Mm-hmm. habitat you know unless you're passing up deer like you are mm-hmm. a, a lot of deer are being harvested at a at a fairly early age probably so bucks i should say you know so they're passing up does or shooting bucks because boy when we zoom out there's just bottleneck after bottleneck after bottleneck around you and you're mm-hmm. a, you know you're anybody you're me you're anybody you're sitting there with a bow <laughs> or a shotgun or whatever and you haven't shot a lot of deer and something comes pounding through there this would be a pretty easy place to tag a few deer mm-hmm and excuse me mm-hmm. and another feature i really like about this is much closer scale now just uh not too far a few hundred yards off your property the connector that comes in to the timber straight east there's a fairly decent sized block of timber just straight east yeah yeah and then you go west and at that point 
you could either go north or south. South is a really narrow block, and that comes in and again feeds right into your property. Mm -hmm. But the deer have to go around that pond. That pond looks like a crown or a W. Yeah, yeah. And they go right around there, and their only choice, unless they're crossing big fields, is to go right into your property. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a lot of travel corridors, a lot of places moving, and you you need to manage and hunt it that way. I do not look for you. There's no magic rabbit to say, <laughs> boy, I'm, I'm holding a lot of deer. I got three Boone and Crockett's on my property yeah. this summer. I'm just, you know, just not seeing that. They're all yeah. in the neighbor's bean fields, and Correct. that's a blessing in one way because mm -hmm. when that corn and beans and crops are harvested if you do have some pretty good food sources planted or native food sources mm -hmm. either one then then you are the stopping point along the major travel corridor in your neighborhood mm -hmm. and, and it's a little bit of a matter of time of putting in the stand and make sure the wind's right and if you do that during the pre-rut and rut you're going to see some good bucks yeah and I, yeah, I would agree uh, with that. I have throughout the years, I've owned this since 2012, uh, running trail cameras. I've tried to plant mm -hmm. some fall food plots. Uh, I will say this year I did try, I, I actually planted a corn plot just, and it was mm -hmm. a twofold. Uh, first of all, most of the time, everybody around me plants uh, beans, but this year, everybody around me planted corn. I guess I should have mm. paid more attention. But anyway, uh, I wanted to have a little bit more cover up there in that open ground is the reason mm -hmm. I kind of planted corn uh, and give them a, a food source. Once uh, everything's picked all the way around me, if I can maybe thicken up the woods and, and kind of hold them more then maybe uh, and have that food source and have a one-stop shop is kind of what I was thinking on that. All right, we're going to take a quick break from our conversation with Dr. Grant Woods of Growing Deer TV, and we'll be right back right after this quick message. Hey, just a quick note as we're heading into our break. Something that makes being outdoors more enjoyable and doing tasks around my hunting properties much easier is an ATV or UTV from Chase Motorsports. I utilize mine throughout the season, checking trail cameras, scouting, and putting up stands, and it is such a convenience. Chase Motorsports has a wide selection that can fit your needs. Check them out online at ridewithchase.com, or better yet, stop by their store located at 1212 Brown Street in Paducah, Kentucky. Signet Federal Credit Union wants you to know that when it comes time for your next auto loan, you can pick who you want to do the financing. Signet Federal Credit Union offers the best automotive loan rates in the area, and with indirect lending, you can tell the dealership that you want the loan to stay with your credit union. Most dealers will already have the paperwork, so you won't have to make a special trip to your branch. You can learn more about Signet Federal Credit Union, their automotive loans, indirect lending, or any of the member benefits by speaking with a loan officer or by visiting SignetFCU.com. As a mom with a busy family, it sometimes feels like I've spent half my day driving. On weekends, we also spend a lot of family time at the lake on our boat. When Hibbs Insurance bundled our home, vehicle, and boat insurance together, we were amazed at the savings. How long has it been since you obtained a new insurance quote? Call Hibbs Insurance Agency today and schedule one, 270-554-2105, 270-554-2105. Welcome back from our break. Now we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Grant Woods of Growing Deer TV about how to improve a small property. The other thing that makes this property somewhat hard to hunt and, and is the way it lays. It lays north and south, and that woods is on the east side. So mm -hmm. the west wind makes it kind of hard to hunt sometimes. No, excuse me, no doubt. And one of the things I noticed when I was studying your map 
is you unequivocally need to be able to go out of your house, mm-hmm. hit that south border, mm-hmm. and walk all the way through there. Mm-hmm. You know, take your machete, do whatever, create your little trail all the way through there, get on the east side, go up wherever you want, and then cut in to hunt. Yeah. Or go up your driveway, get on and, the north side, you know, dodge the neighbor, whatever you're doing there. <laughs> well, actually, he lets me park and access from his place. <laughs> okay. So. There you go. Yeah. And so, that, yeah, just that's what I do. That, which is natural, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I parked in his driveway, and then, because uh, they're used to seeing cars go, him go up and mm-hmm. down, and, oh, yeah. and, and they, they're used to it. So, uh, I usually park up there by his garage and just kind of ease into the woods on that side when we have a south southwest wind or something like that. It's a little harder on that uh, south side, but I, uh, I totally understand what you're saying because if you follow that ditch to the property to the south, man, they always bed right in that little ditch right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of hard to access it, but I've I have hunted the edges. And you may or may not see that in your area, Grant, but I see a lot more northeast winds than I used to ever see. Uh, here in the last two or three years. Yeah, I can't say as we do here, but we're really, unlike this, we're really hilly, so it swirls. We we see every wind every time we hunt. <laughs> it's just depends it. on when you're going to see it. But Yeah. Yeah, so, so you're in a travel corridor, and you said something key that I was going to pick up. Again, mm-hmm. when we zoom out, there's a gazillion, basically, fence rows or mm-hmm. drainages of narrow bands of timber mm-hmm. that a lot of people are ignoring. Mm-hmm. That's where deer bedding. Yeah. Just, just bank on it because yep. no one's there. It's a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It's a narrow sanctuary. It's a sanctuary. So you've said a couple of times, hold deer on your property. I'm here to tell you, that's just not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. You might as well not count on that happening. For example, okay. if you go just east of your property, mm-hmm. there's a little narrow band of timber in a drain that goes down on that pond. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet almost no one ever goes in there. Probably not. If, no. If I, if I was a mature buck, because it's so narrow, no hunter's going. Boy, I'm going to hunt there. You know, it's just so <laughs> narrow. Yeah. So ditch and get down in there. They got water and food all around them. It's a perfect place for no mature buck to get old. Uh-huh. What I would really do to your property is I would put as much food in there. Okay. As I can. Okay. Like that that part of your yard that your wife might not notice. I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, like it, thirty yards off my back deck is a food plot. Uh huh. Um, then when you go up your driveway towards your neighbors, that's obviously the biggest opening. You, you got a couple of clover fields there. I can see, Yes, man, I'd be planting that whole opening if I could. That's, and that I did majority of it this spring. I ran out of seed, should have gone and got some mm-hmm. more, but uh, three, fourths, if not more of that is planting corn this year up there. Great. Yeah. Great. And then the right next to the woods is clover. And one night I was up there checking my, uh, my corn to see how it was coming up. And mm-hmm. I, I was, there were eight does in that little clover plot. And I was mm-hmm. like, right before they started falling in and everything. And I was like, wow, uh, I've never seen that many deer in this area, uh, this time of year. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. So when I evaluate a property, again, I zoom out, I look around and I'm always looking for food, cover and water. Okay. Well, let's roll one out right off the bat. I mean, we've already talked about two or three creeks, a lot of drainages, a pond, water's a non-issue. Mm-hmm. You should not spend any money developing water. You have pretty good-sized ponds on two sides of you right now. I mean, close, relatively close yes. to you. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's just, it's a non-issue. You don't want to be taking up real estate making a pond. I got you. It, <laughs> and, and food, all summer long, there's plenty of food around you. Yes, you're you're going to grow big deer. There's plenty, plenty of food. 
Mm-hmm. So you need cool season food. Gotcha. And you know, so you've planted corn. It's growing in summer, but it's really a cool season food. Mm-hmm. It made a few silks or tassels, but it's really a, a cool season food. Mm-hmm. Uh, standing beans that you can overseed with a green, and I really like that because then they have greens on warm days and bean pods for cool days is another option. Okay. Or don't even plant beans. Although I would plant something just keep the weeds out of there. It, but plant a really good fall blend. You need okay. the best food in the neighborhood once the neighbor's crops are harvested. Okay. You're just, you know, you're on 21 acres. You're not going to compete with them. Sure. But once the neighbor's crops are harvested, you need absolutely the best food in the neighborhood. Okay. That's your whole, that, that is your mission. That makes complete sense. Yeah. I Because you're, you're just not competing with anyone there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have seen, like I said, I, I, the bachelor groups of bucks, they they don't stay here. I get that. They're in, and I, there's some does, you know, that stay here mm-hmm. year round. But the bachelor group of bucks, they don't stay anywhere close to here until the uh, they get hard horn and the pre rut starts, and then I start picking them up. It's it's almost inevitably around eight October fifteenth, October twentieth, I'll start getting those first pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say this: a couple of years, once one has found this place, they will stay here till February. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm throwing. Uh, I've got the food out there. They they may find a little cover close, and they and they're usually mm-hmm. pretty close to this place. Um, so when you go down that power line, and I talked about that right side mm-hmm. um, and the back, the right side is the woods is quite open. I mean, if you mm-hmm. get down there, you can see almost to the field down at the bottom, the south end of the property. Would you mm-hmm. do anything to thicken that up? Yeah. So let's we kind of talked about food and what you need to do. And we don't need water. Mm-hmm. Let's take the big bulk, just the whole big bulk of your timber. So, you know, just kind of go to the east of your house and all the way to that eastern border and up wherever you got to avoid your neighbor and mm-hmm. kind of back around the driveway, that whole circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would save all the big white oaks. Okay. And I would save nice big red oaks. Okay. And if there's, you know, a giant persimmon or something cool or your wife's got her favorite dogwood <laughs> or, you know, something like that. And then I would be, if it was me, and I'm in this for the long haul, sure, I would be hacking and squirting some maples, some sweet gums, some, you know, some, some, some other trees. And what that's going to do is allow more sun to the forest floor, A, B, Let's just say, you know, there's, boy, there's a great big oak on that central ridge on on the high side. Mm-hmm. There's just a there big oak. There's there. a big red oak up there. Okay. And and you want it to have a lot of acorns and really good acorns. Then you can't do anything. Fertilizer doesn't work. My good right. friend, Dr. Craig Harper, has been through that a bunch. But you can free the competition around it and allow it to get more sun, which leads to more photosynthesis. And folks, photosynthesis is C6, H12O6, which is glucose, simple sugar. Mm-hmm. Sweeter acorns, and I'm not saying this works all the time, but you've, you've noticed walking through the woods sometimes, boy, I don't know what it is, deer just eat these acorns where they eat all the acorns around here. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, you just gotta be tasting just a little bit better. Like, you know, <laughs> like I like caramel. But yeah. if there's fudge next door, I'm going for the fudge. Sure. And, and you know, you just need to be a little bit better. So I think you and, you know, your land, you're a healthy guy. You can get out here with a hatchet and mm-hmm. squirt bottle and uh, take out. And, and you don't have to chainsaw them down. I don't even want you to. Yeah. Make a big mess, do all this. Just use the hack and squirt. Now, everyone says, hey, Grant, what's the magic herbicide? There is none. Okay. So <laughs> like Oaks, Garlon 3A, Garlon 3A. 
Okay. It's pretty effective on oaks. Okay. Okay. And people say, why would you ever kill an oak? Because folks, if someone did a timber harvest here years ago and you got 30 red oaks, six inches around and a closed canopy, none of them are ever going to do any good. Mm-hmm. So you take out a bunch of them, leave four or five of them and let them do great. Yeah. You just got to reduce the competition gotcha. or you got a bunch of hickories in there. And I mean, I love to squirrel hunt, but yeah. you know, you don't need half your trees being hickories. Garland 3A is really weak on hickories. You have to go to a mix. You can use arsenal, spelled okay. like a you know a firearm arsenal AC. That's applicators concentrate arsenal AC, and and it will smoke a hickory. Now okay. here's the deal with that arsenal AC. Garland 3A is a very safe herbicide, not okay. ground active. And the 3A. This is deeper than what most people want to know. 3A A stands for amine. Mm-hmm. Any of the amine-based herbicides don't root transfer. They're okay. very safe. If it's an ester, like Garlon 4D is an ester base, it's an ester salt in there, those babies root transfer. And what that means, underneath the soil, folks, from 50 feet away, 50 yards away, let's say there's a couple of red oaks, well, underneath the soil, those roots are probably grown together. Mm-hmm. And if you applied a herbicide to one tree, it's possible for it to go through that root graft and t- terminate or harm that other tree. Okay. So that's that's what we call killing non-target trees. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that, right? I mean, you're going through here and and you want to you're painting a habitat, it's like a canvas, and you're painting the exact habitat you want. Sure. So you don't want to kill non-target trees. Arsenal will also root transfer, but arsenal is ground active, so you're sloppy, you're out in the woods and you're filling up your squirt bottle and you spill a good bit, a couple big old, you know, handfuls mm-hmm. of it or whatever under your favorite white oak tree, that tree is harmed. Oh, it man. will go through the soil and get into the roots. So now people do this all the time. Don't hit the panic button. <laughs> when you put your hatchet in a tree yeah, and you, you're squirting one milliliter okay. per hatchet, one milliliter, just a Not small much. amount. Yeah. And so you go to Stuff Mart, wherever, and you buy a squirt bottle that doesn't leak. And then you get your, you put water in there, and you get your wife's graduated measuring thing, and you figure out how much of a trigger pool is a milliliter. Mm-hmm. There's no need to put in more than that. Okay. And, and, and then you make sure it doesn't leak, because if you're leaking arsenal as you're walking through the timber, you're, you're going to look back a few months later and you go, well, I wonder what killed all those trees right there <laughs> in that line. Gotcha. So... And then you take your hatchet and you go in at about a 30 to 45 degree angle. And you mm-hmm. want to get into about the second growth ring. Gotcha. You're not chopping the tree down. And you get to the second growth ring, that means you cut through the cambium. And on a hardwood tree, that's the xylem and phloem, the circulatory system. And, and that herbicide will get in there and go to the roots and kill the tree. Okay. So that's what we're doing there. All right. Let me save this real quick. And then we'll yep. be right back with Dr. Grant Wood to wrap this up. The Old Bait House in Paducah is family owned and operated. Whatever your marine service need, a motor rebuild, tune-up, or parts installation, our certified mechanics will get the work done and done right. Now is the time to get your boat ready to hit the water. Come by the Old Bait House today at 2005 Irvin Cobb Drive in Paducah. That's 2005 Irvin Cobb Drive. Or visit us online at theoldbaithouse.com. The Old Bait House, family owned for over 60 years. Are you having car trouble and need to take your vehicle to a mechanic? If so, take your vehicle to Mercer's Garage on Kentucky Avenue in Paducah. Gary and his team have years of experience and will diagnose what is wrong and get you back on the road promptly. If you just need tires, brakes, an oil change, or general maintenance, Mercer's Garage can take care of all that too. 
Mercer's Garage at 1761 Kentucky Avenue in Paducah, Kentucky, 270-442-3820. That's 270-442-3820. When you are in desperate need of a trustworthy used vehicle now, do you have an expert you can visit today who will treat you and your family right? Maybe you've got a son or daughter nearing driving age or headed off to college. With a wide range of vehicles and service second to none, trust Bennett Motors in Mayfield, Kentucky. Visit online at BennettMotorsInc.com, conveniently located at 2280 State Route 45 North. That's Bennett Motors Mayfield, just off I-69 on State Route 45 North. A very effective way to see more deer during deer season is to plant food plots. At Phelps Farm and Home Service, where Christian values and friendliness are a tradition, we stock Imperial Whitetail Clover, fertilizer, and lime. We can also custom blend your plot seed. Whole corn, protein, and other year-long attractants are always available. We deliver, too. You know where we're at, downtown Paducah on the Loop. Phelps Farm and Home Surface, open Monday through Saturday, where help is in our name. Drawn to Wildlife encourages passing our love of the outdoors and a legacy of responsibility for its care to our children and grandchildren. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to Drawn to Wildlife. Talking to Dr. Grant Woods about my small property here in Western Kentucky. Hope some of the uh, listeners out there can relate to it and maybe apply it to their situation. Again, check Dr. Grant Woods out at Growing Deer TV. Uh, great content. You were talking there at the end about, um, uh, as we finished up that last segment, about the finding the nice oak in a certain area and uh, kind of taking some of the competition out around it. And that's exactly what you talked about on your last show. So, so uh, mm-hmm. I knew exactly what you were talking about because of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and what I really like, if you do that on your property, you can create some more hidey hole food plots. You mm-hmm. can do it by hand. Remember, you got ag all around you. We don't mm-hmm. need to feed deer in the summer. We need to attract them during the hunting season. So, you know, you let a little sunlight down in the timber. You got some junk trees. You go in there and hack and squirt them. They're still standing. You're not like a chainsaw busting up wood. You don't have your wife and kids out there packing wood around. Mm-hmm. And, and you terminate those trees, and then you take a, you know, a, a leaf blower or a hand rake or whatever, and you go in there and get the leaves back. Mm-hmm. In your part of the world, probably, you know, late August, early September, when a rain is coming, broadcast some seed on the ground, and you can think, well, you know, boy, I'm going to hunt this early season. And you may put something like buckwheat or, mm-hmm. you know, something that comes up really quick. Mm-hmm. Or he goes, boy, this is going to be an all-season plot. You're putting a, something like the fall buffalo blend or something. You know, you can you can kind of have that recipe mm-hmm. for each one. You, people think I have to plant only one thing. Uh, That's not true at all. Way, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other thing I really like about your property. And, and so for, for 21 acres, you probably have about the most stand location, potential stand locations <laughs> in when I've worked because so coming almost right across the driveway, you get that obviously tying in that big block of woods mm-hmm. right across the road there. Yep. All right. And then coming from the south, southwest, you got that stringer of woods coming up through there. Yes. And then coming from the south central, a beautiful stringer that, you know, could, you know, you said that's beans. I mean, a beautiful Mm -hmm. stringer coming up through there. Mm -hmm. Coming from the southeast, we talked about that pond bottleneck. Yep. You got a stringer coming right in there. Mm -hmm. Coming from the east central, you got two stringers that kind of merge into one coming right in there. Yep. Coming from the north central, you got a stringer, you don't mind standing on the back porch of that house. I'm <laughs> coming right in there. So where this is going is 
I would absolutely unequivocally have a tree stand. And now, you know, within those stringers where, you know, where sure. it needs to be, which sure. side, you know, where the deer traveling, whatever. Yep. But I'd have a tree stand on every one of those. Mm-hmm. And that way you don't have to put too much pressure in the center of your property. Uh, that, yeah. Well, I, I used to hunt the center of the property, uh, come right, the, the calendar got right. And every time I'd go in and out, I was hearing that deer blow at me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm done. No more in the center of the property and trying to hunt just the edges. Uh, you did give me a couple more ideas there on stand location. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest, a lot of times I don't hunt it in the morning. A lot of times I'm hunting in the yeah. afternoons. Uh, it, it just depends on what the wind and circumstances are. But, uh, uh, yeah, I do like, uh, that's a great point. I hadn't quite looked at it quite like that about all the, the bottlenecks coming into this one property. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, you know, and, Everyone says, well, just hang one on a bottleneck or wind's not always going to be right for that one or you burn it out or whatever. Uh-huh. But you can just work a dog on circle around your property. Right. And you come home, you got an hour and a half to hunt. You can just say, well, which way is the wind right hey. for right now? Yep. <laughs> and that, you're exactly right. <laughs> That's kind of what I do. And uh, I do have one co- kind of right there mm-hmm. in the, up there on the food plots uh, is where I've got one. And usually – uh, I've got a little golf cart or, or a mm-hmm. UT. Actually, I had a golf cart. I got UTV now. And I usually mm-hmm. have my kid or my wife come pick me up and bump the deer off the field whenever it's time time to get out and then I'm surrounded. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do the same thing. I'm getting wife, daughters, you know, coworkers, whoever. And we, we help each other trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Guy with the short straw has to get out of his own stand and <laughs> get in the UTV and go pick everyone else up. But <laughs> we do that here too. We try to hunt the outside edges, do stuff like that. And, and save those other central stands for more pre-rut rut. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say one last thing. It's sure. not really saving stands. I mean, people say, well, how many days row can you hunt a stand? Well, 30 minutes if the wind is wrong. Yeah. And, and 10 <laughs> days in a row if the wind's right. It's it's not how many days. It's uh-huh. being always only being there when the conditions are right to not alert deer. Correct. I got you. Yeah, you're exactly right. Access, if you have great access, they're not picking you off on how you got there and they don't pick you off while you're up there. Exactly. Uh, and as long as you're still seeing deer and not knowing that you're not pressuring them, I mean, why not keep hunting the same location? Absolutely. And the other thing that we do here on this little property is my wife. I mean, we we try to enjoy our property. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's our property. I, I'm not going to. My wife loves to get out and walk. I do. I walk with her and we may walk mm-hmm. the fringes and everything. But mm-hmm. usually I put a date on there of October 1st. No more going into the woods. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The, the acorns are starting to fall. <laughs> We're going to let them this, let this be their little safe haven uh, where they can feel comfortable during the day and then maybe come out in the food plots. And when the rut gets in, I can jump in and hunt the fringes uh, of some of those uh, bottlenecks and funnels. So Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, good. Well, good. I, man, I appreciate your, your thoughts on that. You brought some insight to me, uh, especially looking at the maps further out and uh, – all the areas around of us that kind of lead to this area. And, and I'm not, I don't care if listeners hear this uh, every year, I have some mature bucks on this property and some really nice bucks on this property. There was a um, 12 pointer. I talked to you about this at the ATA show mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a three year old. He'd hurt his front leg. I think I'd showed you the picture. You thought he'd be okay. And as a four year old, uh, he came back as a bigger 12-pointer than he was as a three-year-old. And then last year, he was actually a 13-pointer. And mm. I had some pictures, never had pictures of this deer in the summertime on this property. But I actually had one pro- picture of him just during the summer that said he made it through the year. 
he's alive. He usually shows up around November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, somebody else harvested him during the rut. I heard the gunshot go off uh, when they harvested him. But you know what? There's deer like that that, that come through here every year. Um, you just got to find the right doe that's living on this property and have everything set up for them. And, and if you put in your time and you keep your hunting, this little property always has some mature deer come through it. Yeah, yeah, it lays well. It lays well. Yeah. Well, Grant, I appreciate your time uh, with me tonight, just sharing your insight on this. Uh, I know <laughs> I probably wore you out on emails trying to get you uh, scheduled, but I just know we've both been very busy, and I, I just appreciate you again taking a little bit of time out of your schedule to talk to me. No, I'm Andrew. I appreciate your friendship. I hope you and your family just have a great rest of the summer, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Well, if you ever come through here on your way to, is it Hamby? Dr. Hamby, is that where you go? Yeah, Mr. Hamby, my Mr. buddy, Mr. Hamby, just talked to him before I got a hold of you. Uh-huh. Uh, he's doing great. Got some good-looking bucks. So you can bet about that first week of September, I'll probably have some reason to be over that way. Well, if you're ever coming through and you want to grab a sandwich, you just let me know. That sounds like a plan. All right. Well, hey, everybody listening to this show is Drawn to Wildlife, where the seasons never end. Check back next week for another show. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Drawn to Wildlife. We appreciate you supporting our sponsors, which help keep us on the air. Tune in next week to the same station, and thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.